Hello, hello, my friends. It's Jesse, your beauty mentor. This is episode 17. Side note, 17 is one of my favorite lucky numbers. 7 and 17. It goes just way back with me. Anyways, today we are learning about falling in love with your expansion. This one's going to be a little bit longer, but it's worth listening to every single second. I promise you won't regret it. It just, this is my favorite chapter in the whole book and this whole series. Oh man, it's so good. Whatever you listen to and it hits your soul, because I know something. This chapter, like I say, it's like truth bomb after truth bomb. As soon as you hear something, that's amazing. Take a screenshot, share it. Tag me on Instagram at I am Yassi Marie. Most importantly, if you're listening to the podcast and you think of someone, because I know I was thinking of so many people, just take a screenshot and send it to them. Or, or tell them to read the book. Tell them something. But if they're not readers, they can at least listen to this chapter because this chapter alone will make such a huge difference in your life and in your joy and in your peace and in your energy and your intentions. And you're about to find out why. All right, let's get into it. Morning read and chat. The illusion of money. This one really, he doesn't talk about money. We are going to see how it directly like impacts your money. Falling in love with your expansion. Oh, by the way, that average amount of alignment numbers, fire. If you've done it, DM me. I really want to know what it is. If you haven't done it, you should do it. Watch the last two um, videos or the last two podcasts, however you listen to this. Amazing. Let's get into it. Chapter 11. As we receive this new paradigm, we're no longer aiming for money. Your awareness is too high to aim for the secondary thing. We know that money is secondary. Who gives a shit about money? Seriously, you are so much more than money. You are all of it. You are the primary thing. You are expansion. You are growth. You are freedom. When we're aiming for our expansion instead of money or some temporary external thing, we have a power and an intention that's a thousand times stronger than when we're trying to achieve some kind of mental goal. Thousands of times might be an exaggeration or it might be too little. I'm not sure. I guess it depends on the situation. Even when we think we're trying to get something external, what we're really looking for is internal expansion. External goals can also give us expansion, but only when they're on our highest edge and taking us beyond ourselves. When we fall in love, we're feeling expansion because we're experiencing a connection to someone else and ourselves that's new. But then we often get addicted to the person instead of the expansion that we felt in the beginning. If you know that it's actually the internal expansion you're after, that you can continue that expansion by growing and allowing the relationship to evolve into something new. If you think it's the person or the time or the place where you met, then you'll be addictively clinging to those circumstances and wanting that person to stay the same instead of encouraging them to grow into their next highest level of expansion. I love that. This chapter is literally truth bomb after truth bomb after truth bomb. I have so much highlighted. This is a normal thing for most of us. We often experience expansion in some sort of area of our life and then addictively look for that same experience over and over in the same thing, even though we're no longer getting expansion from it. I've talked before about going raw vegan for 90 days and losing a ton of weight and feeling amazing. When I did that the first time, it was a massive expansion for me. And it was death to the old story of the little kid who got love from his mom by eating burritos at taco time. I felt amazing and completely alive in a way that I've never experienced. 
After I finished that 90 day challenge, I was looking for the same feeling of expansion. So I decided to do it again. And I declared that I was going to do the raw vegan for another 90 days. And I didn't feel the same way. I wasn't expanding. I had already done that. Doing the same thing I had already done was not my next step. I didn't lose as much weight either. And I didn't feel the same kind of energy that I did the first time that I did it. Though eating extremely healthy is a factor, I believe the main factor in the results that I got the first time was that I was shedding the old story of who I was and stepping into a new level of freedom within myself. It was as if the last time I went raw, the first time I went raw vegan, I was in third grade learning whatever tactics I need, tactic I needed to get into fourth grade. But the second time I went raw vegan, I was in fourth grade, still trying to do third grade tactics to get into fifth grade. That's like the perfect... Perfect word. I was just talking with Yahoo about homeschool and like the levels and everything and it just clicks. The old tactics weren't effective anymore because I was in a higher grade. I needed to learn a new way to expand myself beyond where I already was. So it's like third grade. All right, cool. You graduated. Now you're in fourth grade. But you know what? That made me feel good. Let me do that again. So now you're doing the same thing that you did in third grade, yet mentally you're trying to get to fifth grade. It just doesn't make sense. It's not going to happen. Your expansion is your life force. If you're not expanding, you're contracting, you're constricting, you're dying. This is why identifying and stepping into your tens is so important. When you're not choosing and moving towards the things that are exciting and expanding you, you're getting farther away from your connection to what you really are and sinking deeper into your mind-made limitations that are looking for an external circumstance to make you feel a certain way. If you're not expanding into something new, you're holding on to an out-of-date illusion and falling out of sync with the universe that's constantly moving forward. When you move toward your expansion, you'll get what you need. Trust me. You'll be provided for in some way that you can't see on this side of your mental assumptions. You can only see one or two linear ways to make something happen. You live in a universe with so much improbable and inconceivable shit happening all the time. Dinosaurs used to be a thing. iPhones are a thing. The movie Poblart Mall Cop 2 is a thing. None of us could have guessed that the movie Poblart Mall Cop 2 could exist, but it does. I think it's all the proof you need to understand that life has possibilities available to you that are way beyond what your mind can see. All right, I realize you might need more proof. Seriously though, it's ridiculous how much we doubt what's possible when there's a world around us that's filled with things that are seemingly impossible. How the hell does a tree work? Can you make a tree? Cause I can't. How do you make a caterpillar? I have no idea. So why do we think we have to mentally strategize and be the sole creator of the possibilities in our life? It's a little egotistical. Actually, it's completely egotistical. It's the ego that's cutting things off from you from the endless creativity that's wanting to collaborate with you. It's your ego that says you're not okay right now. It's your ego looking for something on the outside. It's the lifetime of experiences, old memories, inherited patterns, and societal beliefs stored in your mind that's tracking you into believing that what you want is a thing in the world outside and not the expansion of your soul. Even though I've been drilling in the concept that we're not looking for something external, I actually believe that our calling can be both internal and external. I like that because sometimes I always relate to that. Like, I, I get it. It's not all external. But I feel to a certain extent, there's a little bit. Let's see what he says. Our expansion can be both an internal growth that allows us to connect with ourselves more deeply. And it can also be something that's expressed externally into the world. Our internal growth is something that is also meant to be shared with the world. Yeah, I love that. 
That's why I say that when you aim for your primary expansion, you'll be taken care of. When you aim for your primary expansion and access a new level of you, you're also probably going to feel an impulse to share with the world. You've accessed a new level of value and a new level of expansion. And since the world is constantly moving toward greater and greater expansion, it's literally expanding faster than the speed of light. It wants you to bring that new expansion to the world through you in some way. So it's, I, I love it because it's true when you work on you and when you fill your cup and you focus on you and internally and building yourself, inevitably it just, it gets, what's the word? It radiates and like it rubs off on everybody. So when I say that you're taken care of by aiming for the expansion instead of the thing, I'm not saying that you're magically going to get a Corvette, although that might also be possible. But what I mean is once you've created the expansion within yourself, that new space inside of you is filled with an inspired idea, a piece of artwork, a new collaboration, something that's an expression of the new awareness that has shown up in you. There's many, there may be a magical aspect to this that I don't really know about, but what I'm talking about here has been my experience every time that I let go of mentally chasing things and stepping into my highest intention. You still get the thing. You just don't kill yourself in the process. That's what I... When I first read this book, I immediately thought of my brother and I was telling him, it's not about the fact of like, cause we're very success driven. Like me and my brother, sometimes I swear we're aliens. We're just different. We think different. I think it has a lot to do with the way we were raised and the things that we see and like the way we perceive things. But even then we're still very positive and we're very success driven. And in the beginning, I think we were success driven for the wrong things, like trying to escape our past in a way or like our childhood. But when you really look at it, like, it makes it almost i'm about to cry it's a good like we found the good in being success driven not success driven and killing yourself to get there like it's not bad to want the success because we know deep down we know our intentions we know we want it for the right reasons but it's just when you enjoy the journey of getting that success and you grow from it and you learn from it focus on enjoying the process of getting there you you have the end in mind but you're you're not killing yourself in the process you're inevitably, your success is going to be there. You're going to get there. You're just not so in control and so obsessive and so crazy on how you're going to get there that by the time you get there, you're burned out, you're overwhelmed, you're literally, where, where did my kid's life go? Because now that they're older and we finally got what we wanted, I missed out on their whole first five, ten years. You know what I mean? It reminds me a lot of conversations that I have with my brother um, because it's true, like, it's not magical that the Corvette's gonna fall from the sky, but it's like once you do focus on yourself and expand yourself in the journey of getting there, inevitably you're still gonna get the Corvette. It didn't fall from the sky, you just worked for it, but you didn't kill yourself for it. So it might seem like an overnight success or like he magically got a Corvette. No, he just worked hard and grew in the process and now he got the Corvette and he can actually enjoy the Corvette. Because nothing sucks more than getting to where you wanna get and then looking back and being like, fuck. I wasted time in the meantime, you know, because you can still enjoy and be grateful for where you are now while you're working to where you're going. So it's such a powerful concept and it's really a way of being that this entire book is describing and moving us toward. It's moving into the infinite. It's moving exponentially. It's clearing out the programs that say what is and what isn't possible. It's creating outcomes that we carry with us for eternity. Instead of the little 15 minutes, it takes the excitement of getting, the new getting a new TV that's going to wear off. 
It's accessing an, a new aspect of yourself that can work in partnership with your mind to create on a level that's so much bigger than you're already used to. It's learning to use your mind as a tool to translate the infinite calling of your soul instead of blocking it. It's connecting to your body and growing your antennas so that you can pick up higher ideas and higher insights. It's allowing something bigger than your limited vision of yourself to emerge. It's actually evolving in the process. This world is being connected to what this world of being connected to what you actually are is getting closer, but your mind is likely still holding on to outcomes and goals in the external world. Your mind might have been creating an external outcome as you read the last few pages. And if it was, that's fine. You're here to love that and release resistance to every single part of yourself. Only through love can you transcend how your mind might be holding on to that promise that once you move toward the calling of your soul, then you'll have more creativity and more ideas that you can use to make more money and have more success. That's still chasing money even if, through the, if it's through the backdoor connection of the calling of your soul. If you decide to surrender the part of your mind that's constantly checking if the external results are showing up, you're going to start to access a powerful intention that's actually bigger than your goals to begin with. So goal. Everybody describes it different, but he's going to explain what a goal is, and I really love this part. As you can tell, it's almost all highlighted. A goal is something you can understand. An intention is defining and aiming toward an expansion. A goal is in the future. An intention is in the moment. A goal is an outcome. An intention is an internal direction. An intention is saying that you want to discover more of what you are and you're totally open to the fact that if you don't know what the hell it is, you're still going to go find it. A goal is, I want to make a million dollars. You know what a million dollars is, so that's not an exciting mystery that's going to cause you to leap into an unknown level of yourself. When you have a defined goal, it can actually sometimes cap you at that level and prevent you from going deeper because you're attached to the external outcome. With an intention, you're surrendering the results and going into a deeper place that has no defined outcome, but it has an infinite amount of possibilities. Having a specific external goal is like walking around with an oversized beach ball and trying to walk through doorways, but you're constantly getting stuck. You have to look, you have to look for the doorway that can fit you and your beach ball at the same time. But if you have an intention, it's like having a nicely packed, uninflated bleach ball that allows you to walk through any size door, many different size doors, and blow up your beach ball when the time is right. A goal limits you to one opportunity that you have mentally defined ahead of time. Your intention gives you the freedom to discover yourself and leaves you open to many opportunities that might match and support the new awareness that's emerging. And because you're discovering more of yourself, when an opportunity shows up, you're more aligned and able to take advantage of that opportunity. So instead of capping yourself at the level of your mind's goal and how you want it to happen, if you allow yourself to go inward because you want to learn about yourself, you'll learn to surrender to the flow of life and let it show you something better. Your mind, it understands goals. Your heart understands a feeling, an intuition, and an insight. Your heart is leading you to something that is so much bigger than whatever your goals are. No matter how big your goal is, it's nothing compared to what life is wanting to show you and bring into the world through you. 
We have to be motivated by an inner intention instead of our external goals. Otherwise, you're going to be a slave to those goals and miss out on the opportunity to truly express yourself, create massive value, and shift the planet. Take a breather. Let all that in. It's so true. And, and he is not saying there's nothing wrong with goals. Goals are good. But just when you, when you have a goal and you're so fixed and, and you're, uh, 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 you're blinding yourself to other doors and other ways that could probably be easier. And at the end of the day, or like not, even, not easier in the sense of you don't want to work hard. I've been easier energetically. That is more in flow. It's more aligned. It's just if you're going to go from A to B, are you going to take the straight shot? Or are you going to take the, wah, 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 you know, even though the straight shot is still going to be hard work. I don't want to sound like it's the easy way out. It's not the easy way out, but it's the simpler way out. The more like the flow way out, like don't bang your head to get there when you can just go this way, you know, but only being able to go that way is because your mind is open to seeing those opportunities in the first place. Because if you're not like following your intuition, no matter what, you're not going to see those things. And that happened to me a few years ago. Like I was literally in this place. That's why this book is, this chapter is like sh -sh 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 -sh, highlighted everywhere because I literally, I relate to it so hard. So for example, if you start any type of creative project, let's say it's writing a book, but you don't have an intention of why you're doing it. Your mind is going to latch onto the need for a specific outcome and ask questions like, how can I write a book that people will like? in my business how can i create content that people are gonna like how do i find people that are gonna like me the wrong questions or you're asking what sells what content sells what this sells if you're not leading with an inner intention that is driving you forward and listening to the inspired creativity of your heart you're gonna be a victim to the external results and opinions of other people so instead, if you have a powerful intention like discovering patience and evolving more into what you are, then you're creating on a new dimension beyond what already exists in the world. You won't be affected by other people's opinions and you have the potential to create something truly groundbreaking. So he's giving the example of writing a book. I'm using the example of using social media to grow your business because that's what I do and what I teach other people to do. So it's all the same thing. If your intention is like, how can I do something that people are going to like or how can I sell? You're not going to. You're going to break your head. But if you focus on discovering patience and evolving into yourself, you're going to create on a new dimension that's beyond what exists. And you're not going to be affected by other people's opinions. You have th that gives you the potential to create something truly groundbreaking. If I were writing this book because of an external result, I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd be cut off from my soul and it would be torture trying to figure out what I should write next, hoping that I do it right so that I can get something. It's completely draining and it's going to take me forever. Instead, every day when I sit down to write, I have a powerful inner intention of unfolding into more of what I am and creating a deeper connection to myself and the wisdom that is coming through me. As a result, I'm writing this entire book in like a month while also doing all sorts of other stuff. That's only possible because my intention for writing this book is my primary goal. I want to see what I become more than what I want to see what I get from it. That is like truth bomb. When you do something because you want to see how you can grow from it instead of what you can get from it, you're going to get further, faster, easier, 
more in flow, more in peace, more joyful. And it doesn't take away the fact that you're doing the work. It's just coming from a better place. That's why when people say, I'm doing all the things and it's not working. Okay, where is it coming from? Your intentions are off. Sorry, it's black or white. If it ain't working, your intentions are off. It just, it is what it is. I've discovered recently that this is a natural way that I move without really being fully aware of it. The things I do are almost always entirely motivated by an inner intention that's moving me forward and taking me to a deeper place within myself. Quick break. I want to add something in. I think the reason this book is so impactful is because this is what he's doing and he's sharing how he does that to then help with help us. You see how the like the title of the book, The Illusion of Money. The intention of the book is how to help you grow. The intention of the book, it, it's technically, people would read this and be like, oh yeah, how do I make money? Why am I not making money? When you actually read the book, the intention and the drive of the book is how do you grow? How do you get better? How do you look past just money? It's paper. It's nothing. Nowadays, it ain't even paper. It's electronic. How do you go past that to grow and then inevitably it attracts more money. It's like he's not bullshitting. It, it is what it is. If you've been listening to these lives or if you've read this book, you can tell. Like This is literally my top favorite book ever. It's so good. For example, I recently committed to a six-month-long coaching program with 50 people where we spend an hour on a video call together every morning at 6.30 a.m. This was so exciting to me, not because of any external result, but because of what it would cause me to become by making that level of commitment. Bro, six months with 50 people, 6.30 a.m. I'm completely used to showing up at a theater, talking to an audience of a for a couple of days, and then taking off. Remember, he was a comedian. I wanted to see how much I would need to evolve in order to hold space for 50 people plus me for an entire six months. Of course, there were exciting external reasons like how much everyone would shift over those six months. But the thing that was giving me the ability to actually commit to the six months was the mystery of what I would have to let go of and step into because I'm committed to it. If my drive was only based on the external result of their transformation, remember, it's still a good goal. You're helping people transform. But if it's in it, no matter what, that's not you. That's external. That's somebody else. I, if, if that was the goal, if that's what motivated him and drived him, then he would be a slave to whether or not they were transforming and wouldn't be able to be as good on the calls because I'm cut off from my natural flow. In my business, it's if you have a customer or if you have a business partner and you're basing your happiness and your success off of whether they do good, that's external. You can't control that. So if they're successful, then you're happy. And if they're not, it's your fault. No, it's their fault because you can teach them to do the work. But if they don't do the work, they ain't going to be successful. That's not your fault. You can't do things for them. It's very common in this industry, which is one of the things that I hate. But honestly, it just pushes you to grow. It pushes you to grow as a person and realize that. And it pushes them to grow and really get their shit together so they can build their business if they really want to. Because if they don't, then that's fine. Go along. It's not for everybody. You know what I mean? So if your real driver is the external result of someone else's transformation, then all these calls that he did would have been slavery. Like, if they weren't growing from it, then he would have been like, oh, no. And not only that, it, the quality won't be the same because he's not tapping into his natural flow. He's thinking, how can I help them more? Help? No, 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 no. How can you grow from this so that it flows through you to them and makes the world better? 
So think about some of the external goals in your life that you've been aiming for recently. These might be things like earning more money, creating a new business, finding a relationship, losing weight, buying a house, attracting new clients, whatever it is. Think of the things that you've been aiming for outside of you and notice what it feels like in your body when you think of trying to accomplish them only for the external result. It might feel exciting in your mind, but if you're not connected to a deeper purpose, it's probably not a 10 in your body. If you can connect to an inner intention underneath all of that and make that intention your primary goal, then those things might actually start to feel more like 10s. Remember how he said like you can, you're, when you write the things that you do on a 1 to 10 and you hate your job and your job is job, let's say it's the worst thing, it's a 1, you hate it. I go there every day and I hate it, but it doesn't mean you got to quit your job. It means how can you change your perception of it so that the same thing that's a one, you can flip it and turn it. It might not be a 10, but it's closer to a 10. And that increases your average. That increases the things that you do to grow. You know what I mean? So if you can connect to your inner intention underneath all of the external things that you want to achieve and make your intention your primary goal, then the same thing that wasn't a 10 might start to feel closer to a 10. Or maybe you won't want to do it at all because your inner intention discovers something more exciting to take its place. And I wrote a side note here. Why MK Salon closed and didn't work for me. It's true because once you... if Like I set the goal of the salon and I was like... Ah, da, 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 da. That's where I killed myself. And I was like, that's my goal. And I wasn't open to anything else. I was like, that's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. And I finally had it. And not even six months, I was like, peace out, Girl Scout. This is killing me. This is not what I want. This is not what I thought it was going to be. And the moment, I'm, I'm such a control freak, bro. The moment I let go, I literally just started praying to God. Like, just give me clarity on what to do. I don't even know what to do anymore. Because I thought I knew what to do. And I did it. And now I'm here. And I'm borderline, like, hating life and, like, depressed. And I don't understand why. Because all my goals are checked off. And now I'm here. And I'm, I'm not joyful. I feel constantly overwhelmed in my mind. I am burned the fuck out. I have two beautiful, healthy daughters that I can't even enjoy with and be present with. Because when I'm with them, I'm thinking of either the salon or, oh my God, how can I make it more enjoyable? It's not that you can make it more enjoyable. It's just that that wasn't, that wasn't my calling. And I do love the fact that I went through that. And I experienced it because number one, I can say that I did it. I've been there. Number two, if some, if I meet anybody else that's going through a similar situation, I can relate to them. I can tell them, look, I went through that too. I can help them get out of it because I can share how I got out of it. And it's like, once you really connect to my intention, I really realized my goal and my intention was to have more time with my kids. And then here's exactly what he says. If you can connect to your inner intention, those things might feel closer to a 10 or they, you might end up discovering that you don't want to do it at all because your inner intention helps you discover something more exciting to take its place. And like he said two pages ago, when your inner intention is in check, then it's like you take the blindfold off because you're not, you're not like blindfolded to like, no, my goal is this and this is what I want and this is what I want. When you take the blindfold off, you're like, whoa, that's my goal. But look at all these other doors that can get me there. This chapter is seriously my favorite. Think about how many times in your life you had an external goal and then how once you finally achieved it, you were happy for a couple of hours or a couple of days and went right back to chasing something else. We're going to start to replace your temporary circumstantial goals with an inner intention that isn't conditional. Your inner intention doesn't depend on circumstances. 
Your inner intention doesn't depend on whether people approve of you or not. Your inner intention doesn't compete with the external world. Your inner intention is also something you can tap into right now. It doesn't take time. It doesn't take planning. It doesn't take money. And it doesn't take nobody but you right now. If your inner intention is to connect to yourself more, you can start doing that immediately. Often the only thing that's blocking you from living in your inner intention is chasing an external goal. When you allow your inner intention to become more important than your external goals, you start to align with a higher purpose. Your intention is your purpose in this moment. Your inner intention is to feel freedom, then you can live your purpose by learning to experience your inner freedom right now and transcending the mind-based belief that you're not already free. Is this still the money book? Yeah, it might not sound like it, but this is the money book. <laughs> so I'm going to reread that piece because it's so good. Because that was honestly the reason why I had my goals all the way back. You could link it to freedom. And that's why I also said I will never again say that money is security or that my goal is freedom because you already have that. And he's explained it a hundred times. If your inner intention is to feel freedom, remember your intention is not a circumstance. You don't need to be nowhere for you to feel free. You could feel free right now. You can live your purpose by learning to experience inner freedom right now. And if the only reason you think you can't is because it's a mind-based belief that you're not already free. So you can transcend that and feel free right now. So what's your purpose right now? To discover true peace, to embody love, to let go of your past story, to go beyond what you used to be. Maybe your purpose right now is to listen and let life show you an intention. When you do anything, if embodying your inner intention is your primary goal, you will notice an entirely different excitement and power behind what you do. You could be a shoe salesman and change your external goal of selling shoes to an inner intention of embodying peace. And your job selling shoes can now become a spiritual practice that's evolving you beyond yourself. I like this one. If your inner intention is to discover peace, you could, it could lead you into an entire new career. Either way, connecting to and following the intention will guide you into creating the circumstances in your life that will support your intention. So the same way, it's like if, you, if your goal is to sell more shoes, but your intention is to have peace, if you, it might be doing more shoes and it might be leaving shoes. You know, you never know. But when you step into your intention, when you pull into that intention, it's you're allowing it to guide you to create the right circumstances that supports your intention, whether that means staying or leaving. If your inner intention is freedom and you stay more connected to that than your external goals, you'll start to make choices in your life that lead you to more freedom. The more you the more you like What's that thing? Like the more grateful you are, the more it flows. So it's like how he was saying, if you could find freedom right now, then that op that takes the blindfold off of I'm not free. No, you are free. And now you can see more opportunities to bring even more freedom because it's the law of attraction. I, I love how this like wraps all together. If your inner intention is to discover yourself, you're going to start to move in a way that provides you more and more opportunities to discover what you are. So you've probably already been thinking of what your inner intention might be. It could be short, it could be simple, and it just needs to feel like the next step in your evolution. If you don't have one yet, take some time now to sit and allow it to come through. You can't mentally find your intention, so don't make this a job. It's something that's going to show up if you let it be. It could be to embody your feminine energy or your masculine energy. Your intention could be to live in your truth. It could be to follow your heart. 
It could be to learn patience. It could be to express yourself fully. Your intention could be to discover miracles. It could be to align with true creativity. It could be to live in the moment. It might be a combination of things, and it also might be to experience life without judgment. Your inner intention will feel like a 10. You're going to know your intention as soon as it shows up. You've likely spent years moving toward external goals and ignoring an inner intention that's been dying to come through. So take a moment, meet your intention, and start your journey with it. Whichever one that I said, if it gave you like a... That, that's your intention. Guys, look at how much I've highlighted this chapter. <laughs> this chapter to actually embody your intention your nervous system now needs to experience the shift by taking aligned actions what changes do you need to make so that your body feels congruence between your inner intention and what you're doing in the world congruence is very big because here's the thing once you know your intention and you're not doing things that are aligned with it you're gonna start to feel frustrated you're gonna start to feel agitated overwhelmed this and that and I'm saying it because I've experienced it. And that's only because you're not in congruence. It's like you want this, but you're doing this. And now you know that you want that. You know your intention is to find more joy, yet you're still doing this. And it's like a, an inner conflict. Don't take it out of nobody. It's all on you. <laughs> and I'm honestly, I'm saying that honestly because I've been there. And it's a sucky feeling. Is there anything in your life you could do today that embodies your inner intention? Maybe it's one of your nines or tens. Or is there any way to bring your purpose into the things that you're already doing? Can you bring your inner intention as you read this book? Meditate because you have an inner goal to become more of what you are. Create because you want to discover the infinite creativity within you and connect to your flow. Exercise because you want to connect to patience and intention. Do things based on the gravitational pull of your soul instead of a temporary fix on an external result. Work from in to out instead of out to in. Become a creator instead of a consumer. I will say that again. Become a creator instead of a consumer. Don't let the out in if you have not let the in out first. Work from in to out. It's always going to work better. Live from this powerful intention that allows you to transcend your mental habits and addictions in an insane society that's obsessed with material things. It's an entire universe inside of you that's waiting to be discovered. And when you find it, it's going to move through you and through you into the world with a creative power that you've never seen before. Best chapter ever. Best chapter ever. If you guys made it to the end, I love you and you love yourself because you're listening. <laughs> so here's the assignment. Intention deficit disorder. Ah, I like that. IDD. Whether your intention has shown up to you or not, spend 30 minutes to an hour sitting quietly and connecting to it or creating the space for your intention to show up. Don't try to find it. Let it find you. Chapter over. Mic drop. If you think this is the best chapter so far, drop a comment. Send me a DM. Let me know. This to me has been the most impactful chapter so far. One that I would read again, not even the whole, I'm reading the whole book again, but I would read this chapter again and I would listen to this chapter again because it's a lot of information to take in. It's a lot of concepts and perceptions to like twist and see a different way. But honestly, I think it's what could like help and impact your life the most and not even the whole money and finance side, just your joy and your success side of it. Like I was saying the story about me and my brother, it's just a better way to live a better way to pursue goals are not bad goals are not bad goals are great but if you have the wrong intentions 
either one, it's going to be harder to get to the goal, or two, you're going to block yourself from getting to the goal anyway. So set your intentions. If you want to chat and let me know what your intentions are, I would love to talk more and connect with you guys because this book, I've been getting a lot of DMs and it makes me so, so, so happy that you guys are loving this. And a lot of you don't like to read. I love to read, so I don't mind reading to you, all right? <laughs> Thank you guys for watching and listening. I'll see you guys tomorrow. God bless you.